Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Ren with Dance With My Demons podcast. Are you looking to start a podcast? Then let Buzzsprout be the way. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it would be fun to have your own talk show. Podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show could be online and listed on all the major podcast platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and many more, just within minutes of finishing your recording. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners, and the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. With Buzzsprout, you can create something great together. Follow the link in the show notes, which lets Buzzsprout know we sent you. Buzzsprout will send you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan, and it's sent after a second paid invoice, and it helps support our show as well. Buzzsprout, the best way to create a great and professional podcast. Later. Hey, what's up? I'm Ren, the host of Dance With My Demons podcast. Are you looking to start a podcast? Then let Anchor be the way. With Anchor's creation tools, you can record and edit right from your smartphone and personal computer. Anchor offers 100% free hosting and distribution, so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Anchor allows you to make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Who doesn't want to make money, right? Anchor has everything you need to make a successful podcast all in one place. Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast ever. Just download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And don't forget to check out my podcast at anchor.fm slash dancingwithmydemons69 and on Spotify, Dancing With My Demons. See you all soon. Later. Bye. What's up, everyone? This is Ren with Dance With My Demons podcast. This is episode 14, and I've entitled it Triggers. Here comes the crash. But before I get started with this episode, I just wanted to take a moment because I'm currently recording it, and it's now it's now 9-11, and it's the 19th anniversary since 9-11 happened. So I just wanted to pay my respects to those lost and just to say that, you know, I never forgot, you know, and to all the families who continues to go on after all their loved ones have passed. My, my thoughts and prayers continue to be with you all. Now, with that being said, I want to get into this episode. This episode is um, about triggers and, and what causes uh, either a manic episode to come about or even a depressive episode to come about. In this case, for me, I'd like to speak mainly about the depressive episode because I'm currently coming off of a pretty long run of being on a a manic, I guess, wave. 
which is probably ran for about two months now. And um, currently on the uh, on the crash, I guess you would say. But anyway, I suppose for me, triggers can come in so many different forms. Um, it, you know, I live so rigidly by my routine and how I go about my, my life on an everyday basis. So like the slightest little changes can really, you know, it can trigger me. It can set things off. It can either set me on a on a manic episode or it could literally set me off into a, a depressive episode. You know, it doesn't necessarily always have to be a a terrible or, you know, sad thing that triggers you. It could just be an, a change, a, a change in your routine, a change in the way you do things. Um, you know, but at the same time, it also could be something big that can trigger you. It could be a loss. It could be a death in a family. It could be something that you know, went wrong in your personal life, whether it be in a relationship or, you know, something with your kids or even something that may have have happened at work. All these little things play into it and can really set you off, you know, good or bad, it could really set you off. So it's something to be very mindful of, I guess, um, you know, when you're dealing or managing your, your bipolar or your mental illness is to kind of be as much as you can be very self-aware of the things going on around you. You know, the, the strangest little things can really impact you. You know, even the things that you watch on TV or the things that you see or hear on the radio, you know, if it's, if it's something with a negative tone and you're constantly around it or you're seeing it or listening to it, it can really have an impact on you. And if you're somebody like myself who is bipolar, Stuff like that can really, you know, it can really throw you off and can really mess with you personally. You know, it can really set you off on a, you know, pretty, you know, depressive mode in my case. So I, I try to be as mindful as possible of the things that I do in my surroundings or, or you know, if, if I happen to be in a negative environment, I try to be very aware and limit the amount of time I am either watching it or listening to, you know, whatever might be listening to and anything that might trigger me or cause me to maybe go into a depressive mood. I I try to be mindful of, you know, as best as I can. And sometimes it's not always as simple as that. Sometimes it literally can just creep up on you. But at the same time, I always try as best as I can to be mindful of it. You know, occasionally from time to time I have conversations with people, especially now that the podcast has been going on now for over a month now. I, you know, I get questions from family members and even friends and, um, and, and now even audience members, people that have listened to have reached out to me, you know, I have questions in regards to themselves and in regards to, to myself. And I guess they're trying to see if there's a relation or if there's a type of connection to what they're going through, you know, comparing it to myself. And triggers um, seems to be a big thing um, right now. And another thing that affects me, and it has for quite some time, and I am aware of it, it's the seasonal change. Um, it's going from, you know, the, the summer into the winter. The winter months definitely seem to be the more 
I guess, depressive months, I guess you would say for me. And, and I guess a lot of that has to do with more of the isolation. You're, you're less outside and you're less um, doing outdoor, outdoorsy type of things and things that would constantly stimulate you. You're kind of, you know, locked in more because of, of the winter months. Um, I guess in this particular year, being 2020 and everybody's obviously being affected by COVID, it might alter things somewhat because to some extent or, or another, we've all been in lockdown. And so so it, it could possibly alter my mood somewhat, or it could possibly continue to be more of the same, being that COVID is here and it's been more of a very you know, strict and, and, and rigid schedule on how we do things because of COVID and and we're not able to do things the same way as we used to. So I I guess to some extent, I am curious to see how this winter will be for me. Um, but right now I know like I'm going through a down cycle and it's, it's been tough. Yeah. I know for myself personally, um, there's been a little bit you know, definitely more of an isolation for myself. But I think at the same time, it's a much needed isolation. Sometimes when I'm surrounded by so much, I guess, you know, stimulants or things that kind of can trigger me. And, you know, I do have to pull back a little bit. I do have to kind of get my bearings again because I don't, I can't speak for others, but I know for myself when you can easily be overstimulated by things, whether it be, you know, the things that you're doing or where you're at or just the things that are going on in your everyday life. It can be a little overwhelming. And I know for me personally, in my mind, and I guess in my brain, for some reason when I'm overstimulated, everything just seems louder or everything just seems like more or kind of bigger. And I know when I find myself in these situations, I definitely feel a, a need to retreat more into myself Uh, you know it's my way of kind of getting balance again and putting things back to as much of an even kind of keel as I can get it and so it's just kind of my way of dealing with things I know it might not always be as understandable to others but I know for me when I'm overstimulated or things are going on or there's much going on around me or might there might even be a lot of changes going on around me um, these things can can definitely, you know, play into my mind and and trigger me. You know, it can really it can really affect me. So when I when I'm overstimulated or there's a lot going on, I definitely do retreat and I definitely go inward and I, I isolate myself more. But it's definitely a much needed is, isolation that that I have to do for myself to keep myself evenly balanced because the, I think at least for myself, the worst thing that you can go through is to be triggered, but you don't really do anything about it. So it can go to the extremes. You know, you could either, you know, the trigger can cause you into a real manic episode or where, you know, it can cause you to, you know, do some irrational things, whether it be spending or, or just gambling, or it could even be drug related or drinking or, or, you know, sexuality or just things, you know, that you wouldn't typically do. It it can trigger you to to do these things. And at the same time, these triggers can have the opposite effect. It can cause you to go into depressive mode where, you know, you're 
more isolated or you're quieter or you're more reserved or you you know have those days where you just don't want to get out of bed or you just curl into a ball and just want to be still and not be around anything or anyone it, it can definitely have those effects you know on you I know it, it has for me personally as well I guess I've been very fortunate lately to kind of help me manage or kind of cope or kind of get through it as best as I can is work right now work has been a, a big part of my life and it's so busy you know what I do in my regular everyday life that it keeps me active it keeps me going it, it keeps me from falling deeper into that depressive mode and at the same time I've had some really great recent news um, my my son which you've heard me speak about in an episode um, is about to become a father and I'm very excited about this because um, we just found out um, that it's going to be a boy, so I'm very excited. I'm going to be a grandpa to a you know a young baby boy who will be coming soon, January. So I'm very excited about that. So that's definitely helped me to keep me uplifted. But you can't always rely on these on these things to, to keep you going. It, it's still going to affect you. It, you know, they they will be temporary, I guess, fixes, but they they aren't the all-out, you know, fix. And is there truly a fix? Not really. Um, You know, it's something you will continue to manage. And and I'll say this again, there is no cure for mental illness at this point. There isn't. It's it's something that you manage. It's something that you you manage, you know, with a lifestyle. It's, It's medication. It's, you know, your doctor visits, your therapist, your nutrition, your sleep your routine, how you live your everyday life, um, the people you surround yourself, the environment you keep, all these things play into it. So it's, it's always very important to me to constantly be, you know, self-evaluating and, and constantly monitoring myself. And, and if I am in situations that aren't the greatest or they're con- possibly triggering negative, you know, feelings or negative, you know, I guess moments, you know, that might be causing me to go into depressive mode. I, I definitely try to be mindful of it and pull back from it because I know that it will affect me in a, in a not great way. And, and I, I try to avoid that as best as I can. And I don't always know if, you know, the people around me are always aware of it, you know. And I don't always speak about it openly unless I'm generally, you know, asked um, but I know I purposely pull myself away and I am mindful of it because if I'm feeling that way, I know it's because there's something going on around me that's causing me to feel that way. Um, so I am mindful of it. But like I said, it doesn't always have to be negative triggers. It, it, even positive triggers or life-changing triggers um, can can have you know, this impact, you know, right now, you know, I'm also going through some life changing, um, aspects of my life. You know, I just got engaged and, and I'm preparing to make another life change where, where my living situation is going to be different, where my fiance and I will be living in the same place. And it's, it's not just about the life change, but at the same time, it's kind of like, it's a trigger of, 
yes, you are making a change, but you're also letting go of part of who you are and letting go of things that you've become so attached to and things that you've kind of built for yourself. You're kind of letting go of part of that to be able to um, adapt and become a part of something else. So even though they are positive things, they are still triggers nonetheless, and they are life-changing triggers, which are pretty big and can still have an effect on you. And just because they're they're good triggers, or, or I should say good things, doesn't necessarily mean that you're always going to have the, the positive um, effect that you, you know you hope for. Sometimes it, it just it, it can trigger you and kind of feel heavy on you or kind of weigh on you. And you know until you pass through these these feelings and these depressive moments, you know you have to kind of like just keep balance as best as you can and keep managing it and be, I guess, a little bit more mindful of the things around you. So it is very important, you know, and I hope that, you know, for the listeners out there who are listening, get something out of this and understand, um, you know, how these triggers can affect ourselves, you know, ourselves meaning, you know, people with bipolar or people with a mental illness or people who are autistic, you know, all these outside things can have such a big impact on our lives. You know, what may seem small to the everyday person, to the person with bipolar or mental illness or autistic, it can have a very big effect. And just because the people who are around you see it differently and it's probably small to them, they should probably think about it before, you know, they approach it or wonder what's going on. They should probably make themselves self-aware that maybe something I'm doing um, could have a big impact on my loved one who has bipolar or who has a mental illness, who is autistic, the surroundings, everything that, that we do in our everyday lives can be so impactful, you know, to, to, a, to a child who's autistic, noise can be so impactful to that person. Um, change can be so impactful to, to myself, bipolar changes, uh, big changes can have a big impact. Uh, like I said, seasonal changes can have a big impact on my life. There are so many different variables, and to everybody who's bipolar or have a mental illness or autistic or whatever their situation may be, everybody's is going to be slightly different. It's not going to be copy and paste like I've said before. You know, it's going to be once again. It's like we all have fingerprints, but ours are all unique to ourselves. So what might affect one person one way might affect another another way. So it's very important to. Um, your support group or the people that you're around on an everyday basis, people who love and care about you, or even just your regular coworkers or people that you spend time with, it's important that they're aware just as much as you have to be self-aware of what's being done or what's being said or what's going on around you that could ultimately have an effect on your loved one or on your, in this case, loved one who has bipolar or has a mental illness or who's autistic. Um, it's important for those 
on the outside to be self-aware of this because you, know, you are having an impact on and on our lives. So, you know, I just, I guess I just needed to put this out there. I need to speak about it. I needed, um, I guess, because this is what I've been feeling lately. And since I've been going through this crash, I, I needed to kind of express what's been going on in my head and, you know, to put it out there to all the listeners and, and hope that for those of you that are in the mental illness or bipolar or autistic community like myself who are living with it on an everyday basis, um, I hope this helps and hopes it's relatable to all of you and can kind of maybe help the way you do things or help you be able to speak about it to the people in your life or help um, help with the people in your life to set boundaries and so you both understand each other and make it easier for each other to be able to live with and coexist within each other's lives. So I, I, I do hope this really helps because to me this was a very important episode because like I said, I've been riding a pretty good wave of mania for like at least a good two months now. And like anything, you can only go so high before you have to come down. It's just, you know, it's part of life. It's nature. You know, and it pretty much goes with anything. You know, you can only go so high before you come crashing down. But I hope somewhere in between that, you can try to find a nice, you know, steady medium and even keel, which is, I think, I know for myself, who's bipolar, that's what you want. And it makes it easier to live and manage. So I hope this helped. You know, like I said, it's a very important episode to me. So I hope it helps somebody out there because I know it's helped me. And I hope it helps the listeners or the families of, of the people who have a mental illness and they're trying to understand their loved one. I hope this gives you some perspective. So with that being said, um, stay healthy, stay strong in mind. But most of all, don't let the demons get you down. Later. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. I'll be back with an all-new episode very soon. Until then, you can catch past episodes of Dance With My Demons podcast on anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast on. You can also catch me on Instagram at Dance With My Demons 69, on Facebook, Dance With My Demons podcast, on X at DWMD podcast 69. And also, if you or somebody you know is going through an emotional or mental crisis, 988 is the National Suicide Lifeline. Keep that in mind. We're all in this together and everybody needs each other's help. So until then, stay strong in mind, stay strong in heart, but most of all, don't let the demons get you down. Later.